You need to put. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Stop it. Plug it back in, John. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I'm Ozzy Osbourne. I, 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 Oh my god, that was funny. John, are you there? <laughs> John, this ain't right. <laughs> Stop snorting, Josh. <laughs> oh, say, can you, you see, see, my the dawn early can he hear it like hearing it? Lord only knows. Wow. John, we sound like we're in a... Lassie, Timmy's in the well! <laughs> Do you think we lost him? Something's very wrong. Resurrection Radio, episode number 10 for release on December 19, 2005. Well, we've got five whole inches of our posse back. Woohoo! <laughs> Yippee! Welcome back. Welcome back, Alan. It's good to Thank have you. you back in here. Yes, we missed Alan. Yes, we missed you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. And everybody else has been gone, you know. Now, I mean, one week it's one somebody and somebody, you know, it was Diane one week and it was uh, Me and Bruiser John. one week because of snow problems. And uh, mm-hmm. and know. next week it'll be Josh. Yeah, and next week I'll be Josh. And that's going to be our Christmas show. Actually, this is the one. This is the only one that we'll be releasing again before Christmas. Oh well, then we won't have a Christmas show. <laughs> 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 and I had lots of ideas. Um, to participate on Resurrection Radio, you can call our Dick phone. In the U.S., it's two zero six three three eight Dick. That's two zero six three three eight three four two five. Or you can reach us on Gizmo. Our username is Measurection. Email radio at Measurection.com. Or you can find us on the web at www.measurection.com slash radio. And we've changed our re- we've changed our release date. We want to let everybody know. Um, we were releasing on uh, our shows on Saturdays. And we're going to give our producer a little more time on the weekends. It's just too much He's he's snowed under literally, and um, he's going to be. We're going to be releasing on Mondays. Is that right? That's right. Well, it's just for the next couple of weeks. We have the holidays. We have Christmas coming up over one weekend. New Year's over another weekend, and and someone likes with to everything party. going on, prepping for. Oh, the it holidays. says temporary right here in front of me, doesn't it? Yeah. I thought it was permanent. <laughs> okay. So until mid January, I'm guessing second week of January. Well, John promised okay. to teach us patience, but he didn't tell us how. And then he didn't follow up. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're just saying? I'm just saying. Brat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we've gotten to the bottom of this apparent rumor oh. of uh, Enrique, Enrique Iglesias putting his name on smaller-sized condoms. Um, for those of you who may not know, we discussed it in the last show about... Uh, about him uh, talking to the Houston Press, I believe it was uh, the Houston Press, and uh, it was a bunch of legitimate sources and all over the internet that that reported that he was going to put his name on smaller size condoms. Mm-hmm. We had a little discussion about it last week, and we read the one of the the postings. Um, anyway, I did a little more reading. <gasps> oh, pardon me. Here I am <laughs> hiccuping. Mm. What was that? <laughs> it was a, That's hic- a tape. Yeah, hiccup. Ooh. Okay. Little boo. 
I to me like some... that pizza coming back that swallowed a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no. I'll cut it out. I wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> oh, God. just listening. Listen to the opening of show nine. You'll know how bad exactly. it was. Exactly. Part of that was me. Part of that was Josh. Oh, oh! Before I get started here, <laughs> thanks a lot, John, for making us all look like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> You're welcome. Show nine. Alan escaped looking like an idiot, though. Let's just say. Yes, Alan yeah, escaped. Alan yes, I thought John did a wonderful job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My parts well, were very distinctive. Was, the gargling wasn't me. Catch me yelling at my kid. The gargling was John. <laughs> just a harken up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember saying that about having my fingers on the wrong keys. Fingers <laughs> on the right fucking keys. <laughs> Apparently, I was singing. To I don't myself. either. Fingers on the, the right. The gargling. Keys. The gargling is what totally gave me that idea to begin with. Oh my god, that was awful. Oh, no, it was quite awesome, actually. We started recording too soon, and I was still gargling and putting my Breathe Right nasal strips on. That was brilliant. Well, what happened was someone posted in one of the forums on MeasureAction.com one of the stories they found uh, about Enrique Enrique, uh, Iglesias uh, from one of the sources on the Internet, and we read it. So I decided to go to the Houston Press and do a search, and uh, should have done that last week, I guess. It's, uh, there's an article that explains things coming in small packages, and it starts out, whoever said there's no such thing as bad publicity hasn't met Enrique Iglesias. Iglesias, a singer listed in the pop culture dictionary under Latin heartthrob, was in Houston last month to promote his new cologne. He spent a few months chatting with press night and day editor Stephen <laughs> Devadenham and was obviously in a playful mood. He spent a few months When asked chatting. what was next on did his quest... Did he say a few months? He did. Yes. I thought he did. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> he spent a few months chatting. <laughs> well, I would say cut that out and I'll start over, John, but I know that if I start over, you'll play the bad one, so let's just keep going. <laughs> He spent a few minutes chatting with press night and day editor Stephen Devadenham and was obviously in a playful mood. When asked what was next on his quest to help men score, he said, The next product I'm going to put my name on is extra small condoms. I can never find extra small condoms and I know it's really embarrassing for people. You know, from experience. Hopefully people won't be ashamed when I step forward. Then it says, uh, most people clearly got the idea Iglesias wasn't exactly serious when they read the exchange of Devedenham's Been There, Done That, the column on October 20th. It was obvious to me that it was said in an extremely joking manner and he was being sarcastic, says Liz Embry, the PR rep for Foley's, which states the event. Foley's is, uh, <clears throat> I believe Foley's and Macy's are owned by the same thing. Foley's are all over Texas department stores. Um but newspapers like the Hindustan Times, the Melbourne Australia Herald Sun, and somehow the Cleveland Plain Dealer didn't get the joke, nor did countless entertainment websites. Enrique Iglesias admits he has a very small penis, was a headline on the British site entertainmentwise.com. Another website from England, femalefirst.co.uk, breathlessly told report readers Enrique Iglesias has shocked his female admirers by announcing he wants to release his own range of extra small condoms. A PR firm in England, where they are obviously obsessed about dick size, put out a press release on behalf of the rubber maker Trojan highlighting a poll that said 68% of women agreed size doesn't matter, and 89% said they would opt for smaller rather than too large if they had to choose. Hmm. Iglesias' people, as they say in the biz, could not be reached. Embry says she hasn't heard anything from them one way or the other since the item came out. But if condom deal happens, expect the ads to feature Iglesias singing that old Pete Townsend classic, A Little Is Enough. <laughs> so he's so there just you making humor? Well, What's many a of? truth was revealed in jest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I was searching back and I, there was another quote, and I didn't find it before the show, but uh, like years ago, he joked about Somebody asked him if big penises sell albums, and he said, well, small penises must sell a lot of albums or something. You know, it's not the first small penis joke he's made, so. 
I'm going to choke again. <clears throat> what are you eating? <clears throat> okay, I'm going to take my deep breath now. Take your breath. Take your break. Get it out of your system. That was coffee. Wow, I better just stay away from everything. John. <laughs> I've heard of people... Keep your mouth shut, John. I know you're just ready to rip into me. <laughs> Sean can't podcast and drink at the same time. Or eat. Or read. Well, he can't, the reason he can't eat is because his teeth are in the wrong place. <laughs> his teeth are his asshole. <laughs> Good one. Oh... <laughs> Touche. Okay, let's move on. Did anyone, by any chance, get a? Uh, uh, did anyone see Conan O'Brien last night? No. Nope. No. No one got to see that. Well, last night I saw something that was just absolutely incredible. What's that? There was this. Uh, the I when I watch. I find so much good music on Conan O'Brien. I watch him every night. I love the show, and uh, I, I've discovered so many, so many good uh, new, new bands uh, by listening to him. And uh, last night, I've got my back to the TV. I'm over on the laptop, you know, and I hear him. I start to introduce uh, the musical group, and he says, "From Hawaii, playing the ukulele, Jake Shimabukuro." And I'm thinking, okay, this is a little bit different for even Conan O'Brien. And all of a sudden, I heard this incredible sound. And I turned around, and there's this gorgeous Japanese guy with a ukulele. You know, ukulele, a little tiny small guitar? Playing the, sh plan the shit out of that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's like Carlos Santana and, and, uh, and, and Jimi Hendrix stuff. Uh, let's play a little clip of that. What do you think about that? There's no Is way that incredible? A ukulele. Wow. You know, after you Sean told, told me about him, I uh, I did buy some of his stuff at iTunes. It's incredible. It's, it's really good, good stuff. Wow. And he's hot, hot Japanese guy. Yeah. I was unbelievable. A ukulele. Find a picture Jake, of and post it on Measureaction. Yeah, we'll Jake, have to find a picture. We'll put a link to Jake Shimabukuro. 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 <laughs> that particular I just, song I just is had called... To, I just had to share that with people. I mean, it was That's so cool. incredible. Can you believe that was came out of a little ukulele? No. That particular song is called Third Stream. He really rocks it out, though. Uh, he's got a lot of nice, mellow stuff, too. He, he's, he's, there's a lot of stuff. You look him up. Jake Shimabukuro. That Shimabukuro. particular song is called Third Stream, and that album is called Dragon. He's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um... And then I discovered something else. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, I was I was listening to Adam Curry, you know, the Podfather. I was listening to his show today, The Daily Source Code, and uh, I was kind of surprised when I heard this. I just want I just want to play a clip of this, and I want to know how it makes people feel when they hear this. I'd like feedback, some email. I want to hear what people think when they hear this. When they hear this kind of a, this kind of a song, or this kind of thing played on the radio or on a podcast, how does it make you feel? Let's let's hear this clip. Come on and take a walk in my shoes. Never worry about a thing. Got the world on a string, cause I've got the cure for all of my blues. I take a look at my enormous penis And my troubles start a melting away I take a look at my enormous penis And the happy times are coming to stay 
I gotta sing and I dance when I glance in my pants. I am the feelings like a sunshiny day. I take a look at my enormous penis. And everything is going my way. That's called Enormous Penis by Da Vinci's Notebook. I know it. You, you know I it? I own it. <laughs> you, do, you do not. I really. do, too. They play it on Rock 101, one of our local radio stations all the time. Really? One of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> so it's humorous, and even we can laugh at this, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I was surprised. <laughs> Well, I, I was looking at the Daily Source Code's show notes before I listened, and I saw enormous penis written in, in there, and I thought, what the hell is this? And this was, of course, right after I had received my email from Adam Curry this morning, and I thought, I got an email I haven't read, and there it is. We're talking about, he's talking about enormous penises. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, Adam Curry only plays pod-safe music, and uh, this was a, a band he was highlighting today, and they just played it and laughed and went on but i it's just wanted some comments see what people think da vinci's notebook do you have the song mouseketeer sean said there's a mouseketeer song by them but no i, but he I couldn't don't. find it i only have that one song because it's one of the they've I got another one called uh liposuction and uh oh they got cool. tons of stuff what's they're, the name of the band they're Da Vinci's da, Notebook. Da Vinci's cool. Notebook. I have to get that. And it's young guys, kind of barbershop quartet, acapella stuff. I think they They're very talented. Piano every once in a while. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Measurection Radio. Damn, baby. What is that sexy southern sound? That's Sean Yondo, the king of small media, and his penis posse. On Resurrection Radio. All right, a new thing we're going to be doing here on Resurrection Radio is the porn review segment, where we'll be discussing porn movies, websites, or anything else related to adult entertainment. This week, because everyone seems to think I have more porn than a healthy individual my age should have, I thought I'd do the inaugural review and discuss one of the online sites I've become a big fan of in the last six months, CorbinFisher.com. While well, everyone seems to be familiar with sites such as Sean Cody, Amateur Straight Guys, or Frat Men, Corbin Fisher combines what is great about every other site you've seen and packages it together in an excellent site featuring great content, incredibly hot and attractive straight and gay men, updates twice a week, which is a plus, and videos that are not only erotic and sexual, but examine and appreciate the male body including those who are into things such as foot fetishes. You get incredibly well-photographed solo scenes, opening with a short interview before having the model slowly undress, flexing their muscles, with the photographer stopping to appreciate the male form. Models of every shape and size jerk off for you and show off their bodies in 15 to 20 minute videos, which, of course, end in a nice cum shot. Seen twice from two angles. Beautiful. <laughs> you also get these straight and gay men doing action videos together. Hot. Some of which, we're told, are being intimate with a man for the very first time. Now, while other sites tend to tell you this, only to see these men sucking and fucking like pros, you can really see in the model on Corbin Fisher that many of these men feel both a bit uncomfortable and a bit awkward when first putting a cock in their mouth or feeling a dick penetrate their virgin asshole. Not to mention the looks on their faces and the moans and groans you hear when they feel a tongue on their straight boy taboo asshole for the first time. For the straight and bisexual guy, there are also a small selection of hot male-female fuck scenes, which are also just as erotic and hot. If you want to see what I feel are legitimately straight men experimenting in some incredibly well-shot and produced videos, going as far as taking another guy's load in their mouth, 
definitely check out CorbinFisher.com. That's C-O-R-B-I-N-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. The videos are erotic, dirty, beautiful, mm. and fun. Wow. Thank that you, John. That's hot. Hot. <laughs> That's going to be a great new part of the part of the show. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun anyway. We are going to have some banners to that on MeasureAction.com, and if you visit through uh, the links that you see on our website, then uh, we'll uh, get a little kickback from that. It won't cost you any more, but we'll get a little kickback, and you'll help support the radio show and the site. So yeah, so help support. I the site. have not yet checked it out, so I need to do that. Oh CorbinFisher.com. Yes, CorbinFisher.com, it's incredibly, incredibly fucking hot. <laughs> My favorite site, easily. You've been listening to member-supported Measurection Radio. Our second part of our show is uh, we're going to let John help us out here in discovering and accepting your sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Is he discovering my sexuality or... <laughs> If you'd like him to. Yeah, I'm going to take turns and discover each of your sexualities. <laughs> I'm just going to lay <laughs> through back a series of questions. That sounds like really fun. Through a series of questions and tests. Josh, you're oh. first. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be hands-on. Yeah. Questions and tests. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best offer I'd had all week. <laughs> well, I mean, I, Sean, you said, you know, a month and a half ago, six weeks ago, when we talked about doing this topic, that this is my show. I, I don't agree with that. I mean... Everybody here has a story to tell. Everybody has had their own struggle in their own way. I mean, I'm probably the one out of the five of us that's going through the most public struggle, and mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's true because, you know, everybody kind of has dealt with their sexuality on the site. But um, Well, I said, I said that back then because that was right after we had received the, that uh, email from Jackson, and he wanted right. to hear, hear your story because he had read and you had helped him so much... Uh, He'd been, he's been a silent uh, member of the site, but he had read many, many, many of your posts and uh, right and about discovering you know, your sexuality and right. Uh, and that was you know back when I was really struggling hard and trying to figure out who I was. I've since kind of come to accept myself as a bisexual, and the thing that that I really struggled with for a long time, I thought to myself, you know, if I'm gay, that's fine, I can deal with it. If I'm straight, that's fine, I can deal with it. But the thing that really became difficult was, oh my God, I'm attracted to men and women. What the fuck am I? You know? And it, it was so confusing to me. I thought, okay, if I'm attracted to guys, fine, great. I'm attracted to guys. Just let me accept myself as gay. But holy fuck, does that woman turn me on? You know? And then I think, my God, no, I'm straight. But, you know, Jesus See, Christ. See, and the there, there are a lot of gay guys that don't, that don't believe or don't, that I, you know, I've heard or seen them post that they don't believe that, or they think that the right. reason why people say bisexual is because they don't want to admit that they're gay. Right, exactly. You know, it's like uh, alternative lifestyles, you know, we're, we're in a minority, of course, and it sometimes feels, and this is just me, of course, but it sometimes feels that, like, bisexuality is a minority within a minority. Absolutely. We're looked at We're looked at in the gay community as people who are gay that are just afraid to say they're gay and want to pretend they're, you know, partially straight and afraid to get afraid to let go of their heterosexuality but we're looked at in the heterosexual community as people who are gay who are just afraid to admit it not fully and accepted in, in either in either category right now, so I, you know i will i do believe there is a little of that though there there are a few people out there that 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 that, that do pin that by thing on because they don't want to admit oh, it There's i think yeah oh, there oh, are sure. people that use it as a crutch yes oh, yeah. oh sure but, but I then there are then, legitimate you know, people who then uh, here i'm channeling bear again but here here we go with the why do we need a label what does it matter right and that's but that's right. got to be hard to struggle with right some people are just sexual. We live in a society of labels, and that's a reality. So finding the right. label well, that you fit under. Well, we use the labels as, as shortcuts to describe things. And yeah. Precisely. Uh, Precisely. Yeah. It's an adjective. I think there it's, are, it's a descriptive I, I, word. That's all it is. I'm certainly right. convinced that there are guys who are genuinely bisexual, but I think there are also some guys who whose behavior has been heterosexual who have realized that the way their brain is wired they really are gay 
mm-hmm. and they're in the process of making a transition. And and for lack of a better term, they latch onto that same that same uh, label of bisexual. And, and then I know right. women who claim themselves to be bisexual because that's what's popular. That you know, it's it's a cool thing to be a lesbian, but they're you know they're not willing to go that full way. You know what I mean? Like, just be—it's a popularity vote. Right. Right. Do you do you do you guys feel that we're seeing more people these days, at least at least, say that they're bisexual or curious than we did just ten years ago? Well, I think, I think you know, like going back to the um, the statement that I forgot who made it now, Sean. I think you did originally saying that um, people use it as a uh, you know, it, it, gay men. Uh, some bisexuals are actually gay men that refuse to let go of their heterosexuality. A lot of people use it as kind of a transition label, a transitional label. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of bisexual people may be in a transition and may be on their way to accepting themselves as a homosexual instead of a bisexual, instead of a heterosexual. But you don't feel you are. No, I know I'm not. No. Right. And the one thing the one thing that really helped me... Um, a friend of mine who I, I was talking to a psychologist for a long time trying to make sense of all this and he suggested that I find somebody in my real life somebody a friend or a family member that I could talk to and just talk about things and I went to a friend who I knew was very open had several gay friends and was very comfortable with homosexuality bisexuality heterosexuality he just liked people and the right. one thing that he said to me is who could you fall in love with doesn't matter who you're attracted to you could be attracted to men and not fall in love with them but who who can you be who who can you fall in love with who can you form an emotional connection with because that right there will determine if you're homosexual or heterosexual and i sat there and i thought about it for a minute and i'm like you know i've had emotional relationships with men and women and i desire emotional relationships with a man or a woman I know that I can connect with both, and that at that moment I realized I'm bisexual. I really am. I, I find men and women. In the true definition. Yeah, I find men and women equally attractive. I mean, on on resurrection, I tend to focus more on my homosexual side, but that's only because it's an outlet for me. Mm-hmm. My friends that I go out with, you know, I, it, they all know that I'm bisexual. They know they know that I like men and um, and women equally. But most of the time, when I'm out with my friends, we're talking about women. So I, so I need I need the outlet and my outlet for dealing with my homosexual side is online porn or flirting with guys or um, talking about my homosexual side on mesurrection and, and dealing with it there. So right. that's why I think on mesurrection a lot of people see that side of me more so than they see the straight side of me, if that makes any sense. I think there's yeah, a lot yeah. of shades of gray. I, myself, you know, I've I've adopted the label as gay, and I would say I'm probably 95% gay. But you know, I occasionally do recognize an attractive attractive woman. Because you recognize it does not mean anything, though. I mean, I can appreciate beauty in whatever form it is. I can appreciate attractiveness in whatever form it takes, be it male or female. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I've I'm, tried the I'm, female thing, and let me tell you, I am so far from gay. It's like there's no question yeah. in my mind. Been there, done that. You know, and to and to the straight guys out there that are kind of afraid of of the side of them that finds another man attractive, don't be afraid of it because every man, I don't care how straight you are, can look at a man and go that's an attractive man. You know, don't be afraid of that. Don't think that's making you homosexual or bisexual. Don't think that that is making you challenge who you are. It it's not. Everybody finds people attractive. Beauty is beauty. Right. You know, and so many straight men or just men in general will think, oh my God, I'm attracted to guys. Does that make me gay? Well, no, it doesn't. Well, I'm <laughs> you know? gay, but I certainly know uh, an attractive woman or, or a hot babe when I see one. I know it when I see it. Yeah. You know, that knowing that it and being turned on like by it are not the same thing. Right. The way that I put it to my husband is is uh, when I say that someone is attractive, and he's like, oh, you want him. No, no, no. What I said was I'm attra- I find him attractive. That doesn't mean I'm attracted to him. There is a difference between finding mm-hmm. someone attractive and being attracted to them. Right. 
Right. You think a lot of straight people have, I know myself, that, that percentage for me has probably changed over the years from being what I proclaim to be 100% straight because I, I believe days. the perception. Yeah, you remember those days. I believe the perception of what I needed to have was a wife and a family. Picket and, fence. And picket fence and, and slowly you sort of start to get away from that and, and start to figure out what you really want versus what you think you want. Right. And and or what you have to realize that while I want. right while I thought I wanted that you know I'd been masturbating to gay to, to I'd been masturbating to nude men as long as I can remember you know what I mean mm-hmm. right and I used to I used to tell myself that's just because I want to be like that or because I recognize that that's attractive but you know it took a long time to sort of discover that no that's not really the not really the case yeah you know, and I, I went I went through the same similar thing you know I I would masturbate to gay porn or men or thinking about men even when I was a teenager young teenager and always thinking well I only like that person because they have blue eyes and I have brown eyes or they have a better build than I do or I like their hair or they have you know a better chest than I do or or that type of thing but it turned into something more than that and I started to real kind of like you did Josh you start to realize that it's more than just an appreciation or a jealousy thing. You're looking at these men and thinking you're just jealous of what they have that you don't have. But it, it turned right. into more than that. As you get older, you start to realize that. Well, as maturity kicks in, too. Mm-hmm. I also had strong gay stereotypes in my head, not really knowing any gay people or, you know, I, I'd only had gay stereotypes that I'd seen on television and in the movies. And Jack I didn't want to be Grace. like any of that. I, yeah, I didn't want to be like any of that. I couldn't imagine... You know, wearing pink toques and well, sorry. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. imagine wearing pink and yeah, and uh, and flaming and you know doing all that stuff. And and then uh, you you start to meet through Measurection. I started to meet a lot of people who were gay, who were normal, and even in committed relationships, which was also something I didn't feel that that gay people had. That they didn't have committed relationships. Right, right. because in the media they're presented as caricatures. You know, they're presented as funny caricatures because you can accept gay people more if they're funny and and laughable and not Mm -hmm. as real people. At least that's what, you know, network people think and movie people think. They think, oh, well, we'll make a homosexual or gay person acceptable by making them funny and a caricature and everybody will laugh at them. But they don't make them real. They don't make them real people. They make them asexual. They make them so that you... Although I do know, know a lot of gay people like that. Oh, sure, there are Oh, yeah, it like exists. That. Well, the gay lifestyle is not an easy one to lead, uh, not always. And uh, a lot of gay people do make fun of themselves and make fun of it. You know, they're, they're, I think some of it comes from gay, gay people themselves, the laughing at, at, at ourselves. Well, as we far we as went the, to that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, we went to that uh, gay pride parade in uh, for our measurection gathering in June of this year and and I'd never been to anything like that and boy we saw the whole gamut of people there I mean we did see the flaming people in a rainbow shirt waving scarves in the air with red hair and and pierced noses and and making and out petticoats. on the street yes and we also saw people in just you know normal t-shirt and jeans you know that may have been straight may not have been straight I mean we just saw the entire range of what there was. The You're going to offend all the red-headed yeah. people on, on Earth now. Yeah, yeah I have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> we saw people with red hair. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> yeah, you said that. <laughs> Not like real red hair, like dyed red hair. Yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, something you want to tell us, Diane. like rainbow bozo, <laughs> bozo rainbow wigs. <laughs> well, we saw people we couldn't determine if they were men or women. I mean, we saw all sorts of things. Okay, well, I definitely have boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you just leave the red hair alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we also had in our group a... Uh, a, a guy who, for for lack of of another descriptive word, let me say, was was a guy with attitude, and uh, oh, and I'd never and yeah, of, you you commented once to me yeah. that I'd never been around anybody right. like that. And he he's a fantastic guy, member of Measure yeah. Action, terrific. 
He put bear in his place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the comment he made? No one's going to out-diva me. No one's yes. going to out-diva me in Diva Town, or I'll put you in this car. We'll drive right up to the, you know. He had a whole routine about being in Diva Town. And oh, he's he, funny. He thought Bear was trying to, one of our members, Bear, was being a little grumpy, and he thought he was trying to out-diva him. And <laughs> someone just told him that right in the middle of the street. It was pretty funny. One thing I've learned as a woman is never, never try and out-diva a gay guy. <laughs> Oh, and he had the he had the shaking his head back and forth and waving his <laughs> the, finger the back and snap forth, and oh, snapping. Snap, snap. Oh yeah, it was going. It was snapping. And, oh yeah, it was even. pretty funny. Oh yeah, it's, it's not an act. <laughs> it is. Not it wasn't an act. an act. Yeah, it was funny as hell. That's hilarious. But getting back to uh, the topic, to discovering your your own sexuality. Uh, maybe I was naive, but as a as a young teenager, and the the notion of sex between two guys was was not something I could comprehend. I had no, we didn't talk, such things weren't talked about, and, and I couldn't imagine it uh, in the, the early days. And and my, some of the fantasies that I would, would masturbate to would be fantasies of, of friends having sex or myself having sex it was always heterosexual because that was the only kind i could imagine mm-hmm. but oh i see but i knew as i imagined those things particularly as i imagined uh you know, guys and girls that i knew having sex together it was always the guys i was interested in mm-hmm. now, i i didn't let myself have those thoughts now, when i actually was with those people but in but in in fantasy it was the guys I was always thinking about right. in those relationships. That's interesting because I think I think a lot of I think more people than not probably do do that. You know, probably. people that might be, you know, people that might be questioning but uncomfortable with, you know, considering homosexual sex or that type of thing will, will masturbate to straight pornography but focus on the man, you know, but still think, well, I'm I'm watching straight pornography, you know, I must be straight. Well, at that point, I didn't know gay pornography existed. Right. Yeah. Other other than the the uh, physique magazines that were around in those days. Mm-hmm. There was de- it was definitely easier. I think as a kid growing up, it's definitely easier to see boobs than it is to see penis. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Oh yeah. Well, when I was growing up, I was the normal little kid. That well, not all that normal. But I was the. <laughs> I was. Sean normal at I had little girlfriends in elementary school. We did the going steady thing. We went to little dances together and uh, things where you had to bring a girl, you know. And we went to the movies together, and it never crossed my mind. Homosexuality never entered my head until I was thirteen, hanging out with my buds, all very straight guys. But we started doing the little. T- group masturbation thing and you know talking about experimenting you know doing and I remember a couple of friends I remember a guy one time uh, my best friend telling me that he caught his younger brother who was also a friend of mine and another friend of mine uh, sucking each other's dicks and when he told me that story I was it's, it's something came over me. I thought. I thought to me. I wasn't disgusted. I wasn't even shocked. I was. Uh, I thought to myself, "Wow, you're intrigued." An aha moment. I did. I didn't even say it to him because he told me like he was disgusted with what he had caught his brother doing, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and he shared this with me, and I. It was an aha moment, and I thought, you know, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> what that's like. Hmm. And I started putting the play on uh, on my other friend, not his brother, but the other guy that I'd heard. You know, one time we spent the night together, and uh, I put the moves on him, and it worked. Yeah. And I was hooked. And I never looked back. <laughs> and I never had a problem with it. I never... It, 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 was, it, was, it was just... It was like going out one door and into another. It was just the way it was for you. And I was aroused by girls in junior high, you know. Uh, huh. That's See, I never had any experiences like that, but about that fourth, fifth grade, even before I, I believe, I, I don't believe I exhibit any signs of being gay, and I certainly, you know, I was into 
into girls at the time, but the extreme insult by other kids was to call someone gay or a fag or, you know what I mean? And that just, yeah, that became the thing to do. And so right. I was often called gay. And who knew? <laughs> who knew? Do you know that we didn't have you that go, didn't to, to me? I don't know why I was, I, that, I never heard the homo thing uh, growing up. Really? Oh, it was huge. In uh, not until place. probably after high school. Um, did you, Alan? You're, you and I are in the in the uh, probably fifth, and sixth grade, maybe a little into the seventh grade. I had some experiences where I was called a sissy. That was the only word. I don't think I heard the word. I don't know if the word gay was being used. See, my time. nephews, well, my, my teenage nephews right now, everything yeah. that's so gay or that's gay or oh, don't yeah. be gay or that's, and they still, they do that right now. Well, when did, I'm always kind of like, you know, that don't, that's not really nice. Yeah, when you know? did those right. words come out though? I mean, what decades are we talking? And I'm not saying that to be funny guys, but <laughs> I mean, Sean, you and you and Alan are, are what, 20 years older than me. It was prevalent when I was in school. Gay used to have a different meaning. I mean, yeah, it used well, to be fun, I, jolly, happy time. But I was, I mean, there were, there, were, there were a number of reasons, I think, that I was called a sissy, not the least of which was that I never had any eye-hand coordination. I was never any good in any sport. I can't even, I can't even play the, the fast computer games because I have no eye-hand coordination. <laughs> but you were probably a bookworm type uh, yeah. in the yeah. nerd category. Where yes. who, and those guys often get called sissies when, you know, it's probably the wrong thing to call but, Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Gay was a, was used during. I remember seeing it in publications back yeah. in uh, nineteen fifty three is when it took on the. Um, I just did a little Google in here. Nineteen fifty three is when it took on okay. the the purpose of homosexual. Okay, I mean, that's what I was curious about. Yeah. Even with all the rednecks I grew up with, I never heard the homo making fun of. Uh, uh, oh, you're a dick sucker. None of that stuff. Except no, I hadn't see. either. Until I got to, um, let's see, I remember I was in the eighth grade. If I had, I wouldn't have been so naive about what I could, what I could imagine in my fantasies. <laughs> I had a buddy in the eighth grade. <laughs> I had a buddy in the eighth grade that uh, I was really interested in, and, and we were really good friends. And he came over and he spent the night. Uh, I'd go over and spend the night at his house, and but I had the I had the hots for him, and you know, of course, he didn't realize it. But but I finally I made the move. And we did the little experimentation thing, and he seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. And uh, one day, just out of the blue, he decided he didn't like it, and he told a group of pre he told a group of people, um, a group of classmates, that I was a homosexual, hmm. and that's the word he used. And of course, none of, my, none of my friends believed him. They thought he was nuts, and uh, I told him he was crazy, and <laughs> and we left it at that. But um, wasn't fag? They didn't. He didn't. Nobody called queer or fag or. You know, one thing that I wanted to ask is, Sean, you you talked about kind of having that aha moment when you were what, like thirteen, with mm -hmm. your friends. It was thirteen. When did you kind of accept yourself as a homosexual and and? and tell your friends and tell your family i accepted it very soon after that i said this is good and i like it and this is the way i'm gonna be <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> i did to myself mm -hmm. but it wasn't until i was in i was out of high school i was probably around 21 when i told my brother okay i was still really quiet and and one close girl uh, friend of mine and uh, and how I would did that say go? around 20 21 and it was several years before uh, it's still an uncomfortable thing around the parent my dad they know we don't talk about it uh -huh. it's cool with my sister it's cool with my brother and all of my friends and I'm assuming my parents friends know but we it, we don't talk about it mm -hmm. so you couldn't bring a someone home to meet mom and dad uh yeah i could but i just cho i choose not to rub it in their face i, mean, I was with someone Act. i had a partner rub it for in their over face. 10 years what's that rub it in their face that's a nasty thought what do you i mean i'm saying 
I just don't like to. Oh no, I I understand what you're saying, Sean. I do. I understand what you're saying, but I think it's just sad that you would rubbing it rubbing it in their face would be bringing every guy you ever slept with to meet them. But but if you have a long-term relationship, that's yeah, that's not rubbing it in. Yeah, I had we were together. uh, I had a partner for over ten years, and he was part of the family. Oh, okay. Uh, we came okay. to the house. We came to my parents. We he was here for Christmas and Thanksgiving. We we slept in the same bed in the house, but that was different. You know, when I just if I'm out on the dating scene, I don't bring them in the house. Oh well, I don't that's bring different. Around. I mean, I wouldn't either for bring my guys home to. Well, actually, I would, but my mom's different. <laughs> when my partner uh, came down from uh, Canada. I was here Christmas before last, and uh, a couple of friends were over at the same time. My parents stopped by the house, and I just introduced everyone as friends, and they they never they never knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They met him, but they didn't know. <laughs> they don't know you have a proclivity to Asian men. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, to young Asian men. No. <laughs> Would they be more? They do know that I went Asian to Canada they... several times, and that my mother wondered what in the world I was going to Canada so often for. <laughs> Until they threw me out of Canada, and I can't go back anymore. So, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, that's, that's another, another show. show. Oh. My answer to the question, John, that you asked uh, Sean is very, very different. Yeah, I, I was, was going to ask you what your answer was, were, Alan. I was very deeply in the closet until I was fifty years old. Really? Fifty? Yeah, fifty. I could not stand in front of a mirror and say out loud to myself that I was gay until I was fifty years old. Really? And. Okay. Uh, I got a lot of help from reading a, a book called uh, Outing Yourself by Michelangelo Signorelli, which has been republished, and it's, it, it, sta- it has been continuously in print, I think, since, since I've, Outing I read yourself? it. Outing Yourself hmm. by Michelangelo Signorelli. We'll include a link to that on Amazon in the show notes. And interestingly, it's, he, he does not say everybody should immediately come out. He talks about situations that uh, should make one be cautious about coming out and, uh, and talks a lot about feelings and about uh, how you tell friends and how you tell family and how you tell coworkers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Were you married, Alan? No. No? Never was. I, I was a workaholic. Okay. Yeah. And I, so that, that I, gave you an excuse to yes, not be married my, when people wondered why yeah, you weren't married. My job was my closet. Well, isn't that interesting? I hmm. worked, uh, I worked 60, 70-hour weeks for 20-some years. Goodness wow. gracious. See, that's what I do. I figure when the time is right, I'll have to out myself. Right. Although you haven't done that I'm, yet, I'm Josh. working on... No, I mean, you know, I, I am on the site, but, you know, good God if my family ever hears this radio show or, or visits the site, but... Before we attended that that gay pride thing at the Measurection Gathering, I had, again, I had visions of what it was and that I didn't really want any part of the craziness of it. And I, I had told Alan that I might not be attending. And Alan actually convinced me to attend by saying he had never attended anything like that, which, you know, I, I thought at his age he probably, you know, he's probably seen these types of things before. But he said he'd never attended anything like that. And, you know, for good or for bad, that's what he was. And he just wanted to go and see what it was, what it was about. And a lot of people were going to go checking it out. And, and he was going to, for the first time, go check it out. So that just sort of put me in my mindset. Well, all right, I'll go. I'll go check it out with Alan, you know. What the heck? I'll go with you. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so worried about, about the coming out part, Josh, as the uh, just not burying yourself in the closet the way I did. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not having gay friends, not... not uh, yeah, but having having no social life for twenty some years. Not right. only not only did Josh right. go to the gay pride event, he had a documentary film crew <laughs> following. <laughs> I did. We, I was that documentary is not out of the closet. You're very out. Document everything. <laughs> When that fucking film comes out, I'm jumping off the nearest bridge. Oh, Jesus. oh Josh! No. We've got a film. We got a movie coming out that's gonna showcase us. Sean and I will be in that movie. That's so cool. I'll have to get a copy of the book for you, Josh. Josh. I can hear the stress in your yeah, voice. Yeah, I was going to say, I need to check that out. What's I can that? hear the stress in your voice. It's just the thought of someone <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> oh, my God. You're comfortable with yourself being gay, right, Josh? Yes. Yeah, you're just not and comfortable coming out yet. 
Right. Okay. Just Why? what I do and the people I know and my family and 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 such. Now I think when I find the right person and and there's a need to, right. Then I think it'll be time. Right now I don't see the the reason. You know, Josh? I don't I don't pretend not to be gay. Josh, what's I the just, worst that could happen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can tell Good you question. it is amazingly liberating. I, I'm just, yes. you know what, yeah. let me just, I don't want you to answer that, but I just want you to think about that. What's the, What's worst, the worst that could happen? That could happen. Yeah, that's a okay. good, that's a good way to, uh, good way. And I've always been private to my family. So even when I was younger and dated women, you know, I didn't, I didn't even let them know who I was dating or what I was doing. So I'm sort of used to being private. So at this point I just kind of. You're private. I just kind of do my <laughs> thing and yeah. And, uh. When it's their time to know, I assume they will. But right. well, maybe the first or, step or, should be to become a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first step. That'll be. <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> so, Josh, I don't know Josh. enough about your politics to comment. Josh, what was your aha moment? Oh, my aha moment. That's a good way to put it. Your aha moment. You know, it. I'd figured. You know, I, I'd I'd learned about gay sex probably through the internet, you know, for, for many years. Now, the aha moment was probably finding Measurection and finding people online that were gay, yet that seemed really normal, that lived normal lives, and, you know, or or even had relationships just like I thought I wanted with a woman. Mm-hmm. People who were in committed relationships, long-term, you know what I mean? They weren't they weren't the stereotypical gay. That was sort of the they aha moment They blew the stereotypes out of the water. Yes, that was like, aha, I, I can have what I want and be gay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that that was possible until putting those two things together. Right. I had an aha moment in the other direction. <laughs> My aha moment was the exact opposite. I When I used to masturbate um, fantasizing about lesbian sex, uh, fantasizing about um, the oral aspects of it, and what it would be like and when I finally got the opportunity to do it realized that yeah no I really don't like this this is not me check this off the list been there done exactly. that bought the t-shirt and don't it like was, it it was very <laughs> much an aha moment for me I I had always wanted to try it because the fantasy was so awesome but for me it was definitely an aha moment in the other direction I am very very straight that's interesting one of my aha moments, this was the aha moment where I kind of started to scare myself that I might be gay. Mm. And I was about 15 years old. And uh, I don't know if you all remember an actor named John Eric Hexum. Do you remember no. him? No. I don't recognize Somewhere. the name. Apparently not. <laughs> was he TV he, movies? He was TV. He was in a, really, a couple really cheesy TV shows, but... I had an infatuation with this guy. He was incredibly gorgeous. And there's a- I actually posted a bunch of pictures of him in the Mesurrection Gallery. And this was years ago. And uh, Kirk was one of the people that responded and was like, Oh my God, thanks so much for the flashback. He was gorgeous. Well, the reason I'm saying was gorgeous is because he accidentally killed himself on the set of his television show in 1984. Oh, is he the one that put the gun to his head and, and it was a blank gun, but it killed him anyway? Yeah, he had, it was a blank and he <gasps> held it too close to his, to his temple and he jokingly pulled the trigger. cardboard or something. Yeah, oh, and fired a wad. Yep, fired a wad and went right into his temple and killed him instantly. What was the oh name of that show? God. It was a big news when this happened. It was, the name, of the, sh- the, name of the show was Cover Up. He was on a show before that. It was like a science fiction show with a little boy called Voyagers, which a lot of people remember. That's um, the one I remember. But the, when, I, when he killed himself, and I read about that in the newspaper and heard it on television, my aha moment was, oh my God, the guy that... I like had this infatuation with was dead and I went into this horribly deep depression and what's kind of funny looking back on it now is when I came out to my family um, last year I came out to my family last year my mom took me aside a couple days later and she said you know when John Eric Hexum killed himself accidentally that's when I knew you were gay because you were (laughs) so upset and so distraught that this guy had died that I knew at that moment that you were that you were gay wow yeah but that was kind of my aha moment I mean knowing that I could become that 
infatuated or attached to a man <laughs> that emotionally attached as you were talking right. about the emotional versus the physical attraction and attachment. exactly and it took i mean i was in mourning seriously for months two or three months wow. before i got over it and huh. yeah i mean i look back at him now and i'm still incredibly attracted to that guy and if you want to see what he looks like go into the resurrection photo gallery and i can i did i forgot it i had forgotten his name but i certainly remember the story yeah, I'll yeah i remember reading the post it was a huge story yeah I'll, on for days. I'll post a picture of him in the when we post the show in the in the show notes so that everybody Good idea. can see who i'm talking about or know and maybe remember IMDb who i'm talking link about or something yeah hmm. so are we but gonna yeah. are we gonna talk about this topic over a couple of different shows i think we could use a show on coming out i would be curious to yeah Get different people's stories and perspectives yeah. and hows. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'd be nice for people to post some feedback in the forum, you know, on, on what we've talked about. Yeah, I covered yeah. my coming out story on my Bruiser Chronicles show. I did it um, for my Thanksgiving show, actually, because it it just kind of fit in with Thanksgiving and being thankful. I did it because I'm just I'm just incredibly thankful for having a supportive family, so... If you, you are, are interested blessed. in hearing my coming out story, and I don't tend to get too emotional all the time, but I did kind of break down during that show, and I thought, you know, I, I debated whether or not to even put it out because I just thought it's just too personal. I can't, I can't let it out. But I thought, no, that's that's what the show is supposed to be. It's supposed to be real. It's supposed to be personal. It's supposed to be candid. So I put it out. But if you if you're interested in hearing it, it's um, the show. I can't remember what number it is. I think it's show number seventeen. But I called it the Strength of Family. So if you're interested, okay, it's a wonderful show. It is absolutely wonderful, John. Oh, thank you very much, Alan. Thank you. And that's BruiserShow.com, and it's called Bruiser Chronicles. Yep. I want to add to what what Alan had said about you know making sure you have, you know, having a circle of gay friends and such that. The Measurection site and communicating with the members there who are both, you know, gay, straight, bi, whatever, but also attending the Measurection gatherings has just really opened a lot of doors for me in that I can truly go to the gathering and go to the site and be comfortable to be me, that these people know who I am and know what I'm about, and, and it's just I can I can truly just be myself there and not, not worry about what people think. Yeah. So that's really a beauty... It really goes to show why the gay community calls each other family. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you surround yourself with people who understand the trials and tribulations of going through what you're going through. So, mm-hmm. you know, it gives a lot of meaning to why gay people call other gay people family. Which I think mm-hmm. is just very powerful because it's very true. All right, I just wanted to do a little shout out uh, to we were mentioned on a on a on a podcast the other day, and I just wanted to do a little mention back. Who are and we? that is the guys over on Shut That Bitch Up. Pardon? They, they, oh, I thought you were going to say Rambling Retard. <laughs> no, well that one too. Uh, Shut That Bitch Up is a podcast, uh, and uh, it's a couple of guys. I think they're in Kansas City, aren't they? I believe so. I think they're in Kansas City. Hell, we and, could be uh, called that. They briefly mentioned this on their show, and I just wanted to say thank you and uh, shut that bitch up. dot com. Since we brought up rambling retard, what was the name he said we should use for our show? He said we should rename our show to what, Sean? Well, let's let's get it right. It's Rambling Retard Rampage is is his show, and, it's, and his name's uh, La Burrito or La uh, his Chico name is El Nacho. El Nacho <laughs> La Burrito. And he's got, I, well, I don't That's know this for a fact, but it, he, I think he's loaded with ADD. <laughs> he said we should call our show Get Back Over, Get Over Your Insecurities, You Nutsacks, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> get over your insecurities. Yeah, you shut, dickwads. shut the hell up and get over your insecurities, you dickwads. Or you nutsacks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then he said something about nutsacks. It's a crazy podcast, but he's having a lot of fun over there anyway. Yeah. All right. And I don't know. Is that everything? Did we want to mention E Boy's uh, comment, or do we want to. Go for it. I didn't see it. Yeah, well, it, it was just done. Oh, go uh, for it. Before the show. Do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? Sure. 
Okay, eBoy post in our forum. Um, all right, I will unveil. As far back as I can recall, I never had a strong persuasion to be with either sex, but I'm very sexual in, genu in general, so I'm comfortable being sexual with both men and women. Although many may consider me bi, I consider myself sexual. By choice, I like women simply for what they provide me emotionally as well as sexually. As for men, I see jack sessions or group masturbation as just a bonding experience. Simple, open honesty, mutually bonded brothers. This thought process came to me around the age of 17, but I was not fully I was not able to fully real, realize or articulate it until my late 20s. When I was younger, I was deathly afraid that I was gay, merely because of the, sto the social stigma associated with that. I can remember as early as fourth grade, I saw how some kids who were thought to be gay were treated by other kids in school, and was afraid that merely looking at another penis meant I was gay, or how getting a spontaneous erection might be considered to be a gay thing. Even masturbation was tagged as something only gay guys did, so eventually I found myself starting to censor every word and action and gesture to ensure it masculine enough to other people so that they wouldn't question my sexuality. Well, that only lasted a few years, and by seventh grade, I was done trying to be like everyone else and adopted the big fuck you mentality. For a brief period, when I decided to be myself, some kids did pick on me, finding any reason to make me feel like an outcast, merely because they were jealous that I was more secure with myself and much more developed and attractive than they were. I actually discovered this truth later in eighth grade. The guys who picked on me fessed up as to why they did it. Fortunately, I was large enough, strong enough, and sexy enough to intimidate people, so in the end they accepted me, envied me, and didn't really care about my sexual orientation, as many were dealing with their own issues at that awkward phase in life. E-boy. I love Great him. So th that was a really he good post. He is a yeah, very fantastic. sexual yeah. being. You read, if you've been mm -hmm. following him since he joined our site, he has yes. no qualms flirting with anybody that walks, talks, leaves a trail, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Right. And that kind of makes sense. He he wants the emotional thing with with a woman, but enjoys the bonding thing with, with men. Right, and so. that brings up I another totally thing. I totally connect with him on that level about the whole sexuality thing because I'm, I myself am, am, have always been an extremely sexual person. Being a woman, that's simply not allowed without being called a, a slut. You right. know, so when he talks about there about how being a sexual person, you know, the, I mean, you couldn't even masturbate without being called gay. You know, like, I totally relate with that. And I, I too, developed the fuck you attitude simply because I am what I am. And I enjoy sex. I enjoy sexual talk. I enjoy sexual activities. And, and you know, like, fuck you. If you don't like it, go away. You know, in pop culture, I think the, the, the strongest... Um, Representation I've seen in recent years of 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 a character I'm going to refer to a movie a character who who might have been called bisexual but uh, but who I think more accurately is just called sexual was the uh, the character that Colin Farrell played in A Home at the End of the World. Oh yeah, good point. I have no idea. Fantastic you movie. Did, too. You guys didn't see that? No. Wonderful no. movie. He uh, he loved and was sexual with. With a guy, and and with a gal. Yeah. Right. Fantastic and, book uh, too. If you haven't read the book, the book is fantastic. And, and when they couldn't what? deal with, and when they a, a home at the end of the world, a home and when they couldn't the deal with 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 living as a as a trio, it was it tore him up. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic movie. Great. Very powerful movie. Yeah. I know we're getting over in our time. Now, M Michael, our new moderator, did we mention that on the last show? He wasn't the new moderator. No, in fact, did not. I wanted no. to, when you're done introducing Michael, I wanted to mention one thing that he brought up. Go ahead. Okay, well, Michael is our new, I want to welcome him. Michael is our bicentennial man. Welcome, uh, Michael. His username. It's our new moderator, moderator of our podcast forum. He's the Dick Radio um, intern. <laughs> <laughs> he's our exactly. Dick Radio intern. Yes, he is. And uh, he's doing a wonderful job. And he responded to eBoy, but it's very, very, very long. But I wanted to read the first paragraph because it's funny. For me, I was fully aware of sexuality at a very young age. I watched my first porno, actually snuck watching it when I was six. I remember the title, Taboo. And it was a scene where a girl was riding a guy. 
Only being six, I thought the guy's cock was actually a part of the female's body that goes in and out, bumping up to the guy's whatever. <laughs> then, when the guy finally came, I realized it was part of a guy and called what came out shampoo. Heck, I was only six. <laughs> Taboo. That's like the number one uh, adult straight porn oh, yeah. movie of all time. One thing well, I wanted to you? mention about Michael, though, it, it kind of relates to E-Boy's post, too. Michael has been bringing up some great topic ideas for upcoming shows, and one thing that E-Boy mentioned was male bonding, and yes. I just think that's a fantastic show idea that Michael brought up. It has to do with male bonding. Yeah. Um, but I think that'll be a great show, and I just wanted to say, Michael, I think that's a fantastic idea. And I think yeah, he's got some great job. ideas. He's going to yeah. work out quite well. That's our show. <laughs> to participate, you've got to call our dick phone, 206-338-DICK. That's 206-338-3425. Or you can reach us, leave a message on Gizmo. Our username is Measurection. Send us an email. We love getting email. Please send us email. Tell us you like this show, you don't like the show. Tell us, give us suggestions. No, if you don't Radio. like it, don't tell us. Let us know if we should do more on this topic. Radio, yeah, suggest topics. Radio at Measurection.com. Or you can visit us on our website at www.measurection.com slash radio. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad Alan's back, and I'm not going to be here next week, so I will see you uh, all. We'll miss you. I guess time for the new year? No, well, there'll be one more. Well, well are we supposed to say Merry Christmas more. to everyone on this show? Merry I guess. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Same Christmas. to all of you. You too. And this is a strange <laughs> year because... Because Hanukkah starts after Christmas. It's Hanukkah very, very, very rare. Christmas? Yes, it starts the 26th, I believe, is the first oh, day the of Hanukkah. Oh, the 26th. I see that now. I was going to, I thought we were going to have another show before. It'd be great to put out a Christmas show. Because I was going to talk about the new Brian Wilson Christmas album. It's Well, so since we're moving incredible. to a Monday release date, we're not going to be released until Monday yeah. the 26th. Yeah, but I thought maybe we could make an exception just for this one. Not time. during that week, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Hell's no. no. Way. <laughs> Learn to edit. I don't know why John doesn't want to spend all night Christmas Eve working on a podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>